we're back we're back with part three yes part three of the book review act like a lady think like a man by the author steve harvey this is quite a lengthy book to get through but i feel like the information is so valuable and um, i'm enjoying going through it actually so within this discussion, we're going to be going through, um, we're still in the chapter, why men do what they do. We're going to be going through the topic within this chapter, mama's boys and why men cheat. We're also going to be getting into the new chapter, the playbook, how to win the game and discussing the topic, men respect standards, get you some. So I'm very excited to go through these chapters and I feel like there's a lot of good information within these chapters and we can put some more tools in our toolbox so that we don't waste our time when trying or looking for a relationship and weeding out the nonsense so we don't waste our time. And also in our marriages, we can start fine tuning some things that we might have just let fall to the wayside. So if you're ready, let's get into the podcast. Hey, welcome to Smooch's podcast. I'm your host, Antrell. I created the Smooch's podcast to help inspire, to help empower, and to help you find your true authentic self through storytelling and laughter. So let's get inspired. Let's listen to some good storytelling. And if you're ready, let's get into the podcast. Smooches! Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast, Smooches Podcast. I'm your host, Antrell. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope your week is going well. Um, If you're into your week, depends on, I guess, when you're listening to the actual podcast episode, or I hope that um, your week will go well. Okay. So getting back into the podcast, I have a story for you guys. So let's get started with our story before our podcast episode. This is so funny because Um, I always wonder if people are being busted for self-checkout stuff, you know, um, so many chains, uh, store chains have self-checkout these days just to make it contactless with other, um, with employees or just to make, um, the experience go a little faster when checking out with your items. Um, I'm always wondering if, there's someone that's going to be busted for shoplifting um, items and not paying for them. So I came across this story and a woman who uh, was in a Walmart self-checkout line basically was checking out her items. This woman, she's over the age of 60 um, and I think it was in Tucson um, and she for. I guess it was a mistake. She forgot to check out all of her items. Um, and the police arrested this lady. Um, she, she was arrested for theft. Um, they were stating that it was over $60 in items 
that she did not pay for. And this lady stated that this was a honest mistake. And so there's been other incidents between the time of January 2021 and April of 2022 that, um, I'm sorry, her items were over $30. Don't want to mistake in that. It was over $30 of items um, they're saying that were stolen. So between January 2021 and April of 2022, there were other people I think like 62 people, other people that were cited um, and released by police uh, for shoplifting as well. That what they were calling stolen items, pretty much shoplifting, um, not scanning items. So this is my thing here. Now, this is a this is a penalty. You can spend up to a year in prison and then you have to consider that you are going to have to pay for lawyers and things like that. Do I feel like this is an honest mistake? Honest mistake? Yes, it could be an honest mistake. But when I'm in line, I don't forget items. I, so that's not something that I have come across and I've done. I don't understand really how it can be a mistake unless you're intentionally trying to get over on the system and not pay for something. You have to take your time when scanning items. Uh, and, and if you're, if you're, how are you for that? I, that's why I guess I'm just not understanding. You have to scan it one at a time. So you're taking everything out of your cart one at a time. How are you scanning these items? I think that would have to be taken under consideration because to me, I, I guess I just don't understand it. I'm pretty sure these things can be incidental and that this could happen as a mistake, but I never, I don't miss an item. I don't miss an item. I may miss an item and leave it on the little stand or um, that you take all your items out of the cart and leave it there and then forget it and don't, you know, and I won't scan it and just leave it. But I, I guess I just don't understand that. And so the lady, she didn't want to disclose her identity, of course. Um, my thinking is all over the place uh, when it comes to when people don't want to give their identity because this means that this is a person who has some type of privilege <laughs> because I, I'm telling you, if it was a black person, African-American black person, we have no choice. Our identity is automatically given out to the public. I feel like, um, so my thinking goes a whole bunch of different ways. And, um, I just don't know. Uh, I don't know what to say about this. I don't know what to think about this. Um, but it was very interesting to know that this Walmart is notorious for catching people who are shoplifting and forgetting items. And is this something the way that it's designed for you to check out your items that so many people are getting busted with by the police there? Because I can't think of any other way. Like if they're people must be really stealing up out of this place. It, it, <laughs> I just don't know what else to say. People are really trying to crook it out there. Like they're really trying to steal merchandise. Like if it's this many accounts of people who are 
stealing from this Walmart, that's the only thing that comes to my 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 thought process because this doesn't seem like it should be that common. I don't know. What do you guys think? Very, very interesting. Very weird to me. I, just, I guess I just really don't understand how this is happening and why is it happening to so many people? It was the funniest thing when I seen this because I just because I don't understand it. Maybe you guys do. Um, I can see one item, $5 off, $10, but like 30, over $30 in items. <laughs> what? What? Oh, uh, it's questionable to me. Just questionable. That's just my two cents. What do I know? Um, maybe we just need some more people there in the self-checkout line to assist the people who are over a particular age and may need some assistance or some help to be able to uh, check out their items. Maybe you might just need that for them because I don't see any other way that this is happening. Um, and then not, I'm pretty sure some younger folks in there too that, you know, people that are, these things are happening to, but then that's questionable too. I don't know y'all, what do y'all think? Because it sounds a little sketchy to me. It sounds like some people might just be trying to get some free items. I don't know. Uh, what do you guys think? Because I, I, I'm just, I'm lost. Like, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Okay, everybody. Let's get into our part three of Think Like a Man. The book we're reviewing is... Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man by the author Steve Harvey. And we've covered quite a bit. Um, and I am so sorry to say, but everybody, this is going to go on for another part. Okay. Part four, because th it, this is a deep dive, really. And I don't want to leave out any parts because now we're starting to get to the good stuff, you know, and I feel like to miss a part will be a disservice to the people, so to the ladies. So I don't want to do that. So we're going to just, we're going to go through it. We're going to go through it. I don't care how long it takes to get through it. We are going to go through it. So we still have a few things to go through. And um, currently, right now, we're on the chapter that's labeled Mama's Boy. And um, I couldn't wait actually to get to this particular uh, part of the chapter. And um, Mama's Boy is actually up under why men do what they do. So let's go through Mama's Boy. <clears throat> and I mean, I know as women, um, ladies, I know that we know there are a lot of Mama's Boys um, that we date or we know of. And, um, that's just what it is. I feel like, um, this is probably just the man who's very connected to his mom. And it's a good thing. It's, it can be a good and a bad thing. Uh, you want somebody who treats their mom well, absolutely. Cause then it kind of translates that it's gonna, he's going to treat you well also. So you kind of want to be looking out for that. Because if you have a man who just does not like his mom, I can't see that going over really well with you in the relationship. I can't see him treating you any different than how he treats his mother. Um, 
And that's just the way sometimes that it is. A man who has respect for his mom is definitely going to have respect for you. And um, Steve has a lot to say with this. Um, so let's just get into it. Mama's boy. Okay. So in the book, Steve states, if us ladies provide no guidelines for that man to follow, he will follow the ways of his mother. I think this is true. This is so true because that man loves his mother and he knows that his mother's rules have always kept him out of trouble. So the same rules might apply for for this relationship that he's currently in. And really, no woman wants this. This is true. Um, and I feel like uh, you will get, if you notice, if your man's really connected to his mother, it may be a mama's boy, um, that he might feel like when you suggest some things that, oh, that's not the way my mom does it. So that might not be what he's used to, but sometimes you, you know, new ways have to be established. The only way that these rules can be established is if us women, we give out some rules. So he gets a little bit into this. So it says some rules are, you need to respect me. So letting him know, hey, you need to respect me. If you respect me, um, then things will be great. <laughs> but yeah, you need to respect me. And then two, you must put me and the kids, if you have kids, after God and before all others. And this is true. So um, it's just, that's the way it is when it comes to relationships, God first, your relationship second, and then everything else falls in line. Um, this is something that creates a, a healthy relationship. Uh, it creates structure because the thing is when you start, when if, if us women start placing or if um, in the relationship, if things are being placed before the relationship, well, God first, and then if other things come after that, you get knocked sometimes at the bottom of the list, third on the list, fourth on the list. And this is something that you don't want to achieve because you're not a priority. You're going to be lost in the sauce. That means that it things are never really going to work out in your favor and you're going to always have a disconnect within that relationship. So you want to make sure God first, relationship second, always, and then you have everything else. Kids. Then you have your your job and then you have, lastly, your hobbies or habits or whatever. All right. And then so it says also be clear to everyone involved in our lives that they will respect your relationship and me. So we're, we as women are letting our man know, like, listen, Anybody who you are associated with, anybody I'm associated with, they have to know that this relationship means a lot to you and that this relationship is going to be important. And this includes your mom. You have to let her know, like, this is, this is my lady. This is my woman. We're together. And 
things that used to go on might not go on anymore because we're trying to do this thing called a relationship and this is the way things go. So you have to show her some respect. You know, of course, I'll make sure, you know, she shows you respect, but we're going to have to work this thing out and it no longer can be what it used to be. So I like that. I like that, Steve. I like that you gave those um, those rules out that will be very helpful as a guideline to some of us who might be dating and dating someone who might be close to his mother or a mama's boy. So it goes on to say, and I do apologize. There was something crunching going on with the audio. So hopefully that's fixed. Um, <laughs> yes, this is the way things roll for me sometimes, but it says, uh, stop coming up with excuses and recognize that he's a mama's boy because you let him be. And this is true. Many of the times we don't have our standards in place. We don't have um, our requirements in place. And he goes on to continue his relationship with his mother the same way he had his relationship with his mom before you came into the picture. And to be realistic, uh, when you have, uh, when you enter in a man's life, um, things will change uh, tremendously within friend groups with, within, with, with the family, um, mothers and things like that, because he now has someone else in his life that will be taking up space, not taking up space, but someone else that, um, has entered into his life and that these dynamics will change. And those rules and standards, um, have to change because this relationship has to be respected. And if it's not, then some rules have to be established because things possibly can't go, things cannot possibly go on the way that they were before you came into his life. Like if he was that type of man that was just doing all types of odd tasks and jobs for his mom, all times are different times of the day. Uh, when he was single, that's fine because he has no one else to occupy or answer to really, um, before you come into, you have come into his life. So now that you've been introduced into his life, things have to change. He can't keep, he can't jump out of bed to go, like Steve says in the book, to go and bake cookies and for a bake sale, all times of, you know, late at night leaving you just to go and do that because that's not respectful. That's not being respectful of your relationship. And there has to be some boundaries and standards or some, yeah, boundaries really set within that mother and son relationship. It says, let me tell you why a man will get up out of a warm bed with a beautiful naked woman in with a naked woman in it, sorry, <laughs> pull on his, pull on his clothes, grab his keys and get into his car at 10 42 PM with his kids and woman in the house alone to drive all the way across town to bake cookies with his mother for a bake sale. It's self-explanatory because well, let's finish reading. It says, because his mother has set requirements and standards 
for that man and his woman has not. Goes back to say what we were saying. Those requirements are not set for that man. So he thinks that this is okay. This is his normal routine. And you're just falling in line to what that routine was before you came about. And he's going to continue going in that motion. And that has to not happen or you will be an afterthought every time. It goes on to say, a man who loves a man who loves you will be the man you need him to be. If you have requirements, standards, you set to make the relationship work the way you want it to. It says a real man is happy and eager to live by your rules. As long as he knows what the rules are and he's sure that Abiding by those rules will help keep the woman he loves happy. I believe that. Um, it goes on to say the only thing you have to do is establish the rules, saying them out loud early in the relationship and make sure to stick to them. That's another thing. When we establish these rules, we have to stick to them because the thing is out of sight, out of mind with a lot of people, um, especially with men, um, out of sight, out of mind. And if those rules are not continued, people get lax, they get lazy and then, or comfortable, if you will. And then those things go out the door. They're forgotten. It says, if you don't have any standards or requirements, guess whose rules he's going to follow. That's right. His mother's. She has first. She was the first woman to tell him what she would and would not accept. And this is true. It's going to be like um, second nature to him, really, to just go back to the standards and the requirements that his mom had always set because she kept him what? Safe. She kept him safe. She kept him out of trouble. And life seemed seemed great when he was under her roof, 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 household, <laughs> and was following those rules. So it's like, why wouldn't I follow my mother's requirements or the standards she, she has? And, you know, she was straightforward. Um, this, what it, this is what it was. And I, I believe men like rules. We just have to get in the habit of saying, this is what I'll accept and what I won't accept. And we have to lay it out there. Um, I believe that. I definitely believe that. I believe that only because I think that me and my husband, we had to talk when it came, when it came down to, uh, rules and with family members and, um, his mom and things like that, we had to get rules established, uh, what's going to be tolerated and what's not. I think that is a situation that I really never really paid attention to until it started to affect our relationship. And it's like, no, because you're prioritizing your self with matters with your mom, um, it just cannot spill over into our relationship or there is going to be an issue. You know, we have to correct that. We have to fix that. So absolutely. I agree with that. It goes on to say he was going to follow those rules to the, 
to the letter, mostly because he did not want to deal with consequences that came if he did not listen and respect his mother. He also followed those rules because he loves his mother and her rules mostly never change. Oh, they adapted to his age and circumstances, but a mother always kept some rules in front. No matter her son's station in life, including respecting her, loving her unconditionally, and protecting and providing for the woman who gave him life, she never relinquished those standards and requirements. And her son, if he's responsible, thoughtful, loving son, doesn't really ever break away from them. So he basically just is, he's going to carry on these rules, these standards. Um, they're never going to really go away because um, they always seem to fit his stage of life. Um, and that these uh, standards and requirements um, have actually just hung around and grew with him. So they never really got separated from him and the mother until that special person comes along and he has a newfound love with them is where the new rules and requirements are established. And um, that's a good, that's good putting that out there. I like that. It goes on to say until that is, he finds, haha, what I was just saying, until that he finds a woman he loves and who loves him back and has sense enough to set some ground rules and requirements for that relationship. So it goes on to say, um, oh yeah. So we went through those with, um, with you need to respect me. You must put me and the kids, if you have any first God above all others, be clear to everyone involved in your lives that they will respect your relationship and me. So that's so important. Okay. So it says, if you've never set those rules up and his mother's never relinquished her rules, it is a wonder that he's going to leave you in the bed naked while he goes to bake cakes. This is true. This is true. We have to let him know, hey, this is not cool. I do not respect you doing this. I think this is total disrespect to me and our family, if you have one, or just to me in general. And um, I just don't think this is acceptable for a man, a grown man in a relationship to be going out doing these things for his mom at all times of the night, unless she's in dire need. You understand? So yes, it says men cannot read minds and men are completely, are completely incapable of anticipating what you want. So it says here, you have to speak up. And I agree with that. I agree in order to have your needs met you have to speak up about them. You have to make them known. So those things are understood within your relationship. If your man truly loves you and he's a real man, he'll figure out a way to get his mom on board with making his woman happy to smooth everything out 
so that the relationship can work for all parties involved. And I do agree with this. I think that um, if he's a true man and um, that man is really taking charge of the whole situation um, and taking accountability that he is going to talk to his mom and make things right so that everybody's respected and to get on board with the current relationship that he's in so that all this craziness stops happening. So I truly agree with that. So it goes on to say, if he loves his mother and they have a good relationship, you're not going to get in the middle of that. Truly, honestly, I believe that. And honestly, you'll realize it's much better to be in a relationship with a man who loves his mother than it is to be with someone who cannot stand his mother who gave birth to him. And this is true because like we were just saying when we first started um, discussing the mama's boy that you definitely want somebody who loves his mother than not loving his mother because I think that can be all kinds of bad for you <laughs> if you're in a relationship with a male who doesn't really care for his mother because that's where the respect starts with the mother and the relationship be between those two on how he's going to uh, react, I feel like to women that come into his life. And he, if he has a great respect for his mom and they have a great relationship, that means that you're probably going to get very lucky in the, in the men department there, um, with your relationship with your guy. So I think that's true. Um, I really don't have too much to say about that. Um, I think that's so true. It goes on to say the guy who loves his mother and treats her with respect is the guy who will know how to act with you. True. But you must certainly, you most certainly can work with your man and his mom by controlling what you do have control over by using your power to set standards and requirements that he needs to abide by as the two of you work to create a family or to blend your family together. I agree with that. Tell him that you don't ever want to come between him and his mother, but you sure don't want to compete with her. He'll have to do what he has to do to let her know that A, under no certain terms and are the needs of his girlfriend slash fiance slash wife ever going to come second and B, she should respect his needs to be a protector, a provider for the woman to whom he professes his love. I love that. I love that. It says, don't worry. He'll understand he is his need to be to do this. No real man anywhere needs his mother more than he needs his woman. So I agree with that. I feel like, um, I think men get it. I think men will get it um, that he has to basically just, you know, say, hey, look, mom, this is what it's going to be. It's me and my new relationship, my new wife, my new fiance, my new girlfriend. 
Um, and this is the way that it is. Uh, we are building something here and this is, this will be the boundaries that we have to have. So I can have my own relationship, start my own family, build my own legacy. Let me be able to be a provider, you know, a protector and, let me serve this family that I'm starting here or this relationship. Let me build this thing. So these are the terms and the circumstances that have to happen in order for this relationship to be successful. So I love that, Steve. Awesome. So we are moving on. We're moving on to why men cheat. And, you know, this sounds like it's so obvious and it's so self-explanatory why men will cheat. Uh, it normally all trickles down or falls down on to the woman normally. And we feel like terrible about and Or we start to question ourselves. What are we doing? What are we doing wrong? We're in our heads and it's automatically our fault. But I don't really think so when it comes down to see Steve's explanation of why men cheat. So let's get into it. It says for most women, after all, cheating is unthinkable. This is so true. Unforgivable. You don't and can't comprehend why a man would be unfaithful and you won't ever pretend to. You figure that if you've told him you love him, given him your mind, your body, and your time, moved in with him, shared the bills with him, done his laundry, cooked his food, born his children, and said an enthusiastic I do in front of the Lord, the pastor, your mother, and all your best friends and yours, too, the least your man can do is honor what is most sacred to you, the promise of fidelity. This is true because I've done all these things and the least you could do is be faithful. That's the least that you could do. You you went in front of the pastor, you went in front of the church, you, you, you made all of this happen and you want to turn around and do something silly like this. It's like, why even get married? Why even do that? You know, why even do that? And then even if you're in a relationship, you're, you're professing to me that you love me. Why even say these things if you're just going to turn around and cheat on me? And this makes no sense. It says he can lie every once in a while, fall down on housework and the children rearing, get a little lax in the income department, pay more attention to his boys and his mother than he does you even say the Lord's name in vain while you're walking out of the door to go to yet another church service. But let a man step out on his woman and watch the earth move. Man, ain't that the truth? That is if you want trouble, just cheat on your woman, just cheat on your girl cheat on your wife, cheat on your fiance and just see and watch what happens. Watch it. I am not here to justify a cheating man's actions. Rather, this is my humble attempt to explain to you why a man might go why a man might go on ahead and get a little something on the side 
and what you can do to cut down the chances that your man will do this to you. This is good. Please explain more. It says the can. For a lot of you, the act of intercourse is emotional, an act of love. This is for women, what's being stated. Um, and I think we, we are emotional creatures when it comes to um, being intimate um, with intercourse, but not all the time. Not all women are seriously connected like that. So I can say that's a nice percentage, maybe like 70% possibly. Okay. Um, you have to lie on your back, allow a foreign object to enter your body. You've been taught all your life that you only let that kind of deep, intimate movement happen with someone who's really, who really means something to you. And this is true. Uh, most women, we are, you know, we hear often you're giving yourself to someone, make sure it's worth it. Make sure you're, you have feelings for this person and make sure it means something. But I think that currently right now, hey, that's not the way it is going. So, I mean, I respect what's being said here. If you have a traditional woman, then yes. But now nothing's traditional. Nothing's traditional. So, therefore, yeah, we're not really um, tied down to the emotional part of love making uh yeah so that's not really happening unfortunately not really currently what's going on right now um but that is something that pe that um later generations were taught and told when it comes to a man and sex neither emotions nor meaning necessarily enter the equation it is easy, very easy for a man to have sex, go home, wash it off with soap and water and act like what just happened did never happen. That's true. Sex can be a purely physical act for us. Love has absolutely nothing to do with it. I think for some men, absolutely. Probably a large, let's just maybe a large sum of men. It could mean nothing. Some men, they really get immersed in that woman uh, when they have intercourse. But for a majority of men, it could just not have any connection whatsoever. And they can do that just as an act, just like some women currently, because some women are just are really men out here. They're just like not really men out here, but they 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 are acting the same way with no connection and just can move on, clean it up, wash it off and just go ahead and do their thing. See, I'm different because I feel like when you have relations with someone, you give them your energy. So I'm not giving you my energy or anything like that if I don't want to have any connection to you, because that is true. When you sleep with someone, they take a piece of you with them. And I don't know if I want to give that piece of you, a piece of me rather to you, if I don't really feel it. Um, and then there's some women, they don't feel like that. You know, that that's just something to satisfy the moment and boom, we're out, we're gone. And the same thing goes vice versa for men. It says a man can love his wife, 
A man can love his wife, his children, his home, and the life that he's, he's built together with the woman and have an incredible physical connection to her and still get some from another woman without a second thought about it because the actual act with the other woman meant nothing to him. It was something that may have made him feel good physically, but emotionally, his heart, the profession, providing and protecting, he saves for his woman he loves. Maybe at home with his woman. So he's saying that basically his love, his profession for his love and his connection is at home with this woman, but he's just getting a need fulfilled at that moment in time. This might be something that he actually needs and just is doing that. And then there's no connection and he's just out. He's just going back home. And this drives me nuts because that you can be that disconnected when in a relationship or with someone, it just bothers me because that just goes to, I mean, because it really makes me think, do you really have love for me? If you can just do that, why not just come home and get it? Why do you have to feel as though that you have to go and get it for someone else that you don't have any emotional ties to, but you never know what that person is feeling. Uh, and then you're just carrying that trash, that emotional baggage home with you unknowingly because you have no connections. You never know what this person's connections might be. And yes, women will stay all the time. They do not care if you're in a relationship with someone else, if you're in a marriage with someone else, but you don't really know their intentions. So my thing is just why even waste it? I know that you have no ties, no connections with this woman, but you're still going to have relations with her. And then that just comes all home with you. And it makes no sense to me. It's stupid. I don't get it. Okay. So the next, it says they think they can get away with it. This is men. They think they can get away with it. So it states, of course, a man will consider the risk of getting caught cheating on his lady. And most certainly with all kinds of confidence that if they get caught, their denials will see them through. A man who cheats has most certainly calculated the collateral damage that would come from getting busted. Potential loss of woman, his love, his children, his home, and his peace of mind. And he recognizes that this would be devastating blow to all things that matter in his life. Still, men don't really ever think they're going to get caught. Basically, men think they're slick and they they go to great lengths to hide their infidelity from you always with his mind if you don't know about it it can't hurt you 
This is so crazy because I feel like this is so true. Men will deny, 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 hide, hide, hide. And if he never gets caught, if it never comes out to the open, he is cool. He's never going to come clean. And this, I like the, the sneakiness of about it, ladies, the sneakiness about it. Men are like this. They're calculated like this. So they're going to just, and they feel like their lies, um, not their lies, but um, they feel like their denial of the situation will always see them through. They're not going to get caught. And this can be very dangerous for men. So we have to know this. We have to know that men will lie, 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 deny, deny, deny until they are given an ultimatum. And I think that's this, this is where this is getting to. But where do men get the confidence from to feel like they can just lie and their lies will just will just outweigh everything and that they will just never confess to their situation because they haven't been found out. So they feel like they're safe. They're safe. If we don't know about it, everything's cool. And this, this man, this is true. This is so God darn true that men are just the sneakiest things when it comes to cheating. They can always say to you like, oh, you're a cheater. You're sneaky. You're doing this and that. But then guess what? They're the ones who's doing it. Really, ladies, it's really the manipulation of it all with these men. <laughs> it really is. It's so, so hilarious how the finger can be pointed at you when really the man is out here doing the dirt. So here's what it says. Still, men don't really ever think they're going to get caught. Basically, we think we're slick and we go to great lengths to hide our infidelity from you. Always with this in mind, if you don't know about it, it can't hurt you. Because we know you'll work through the suspicion that it's more important to you, the woman, to be with us in our imperfections than to leave us and be alone. See, I don't like that. They automatically assume and they feel like they know that we'll stay with them in all their imperfections and with their cheating and everything else than to be alone. And we got to stop letting them feel like they can predict predict us. And this is not cool. And I know a lot of men feel like that because there are a lot of women who come across as needing a relationship or always wanting to be in a relationship. And they come across as partially kind of wanting to be a relationship person. So men thrive off of that and they feel like they can sneak little things in and do little things and get away with things because that woman will work through everything and give them pretty much a second chance and forgive them. And we have to stop this. This is a no-no. It says at least that's what we're hoping. So the man is hoping this. Um, and it may not always necessarily be true. And it's not going to be actually necessarily true after we work through all this, right? Okay. It says, and in the beginning, mostly you will, 
But the moment your suspicions turn into a law and order type of investigation, because that's what we do, ladies, we, ladies, we investigate, we investigate and go hard with it. Okay. We're going to lie and deny. Men are definitely going to lie and deny. It says that's if we care about you, but if not, If a man doesn't see you fitting into his life plan, he won't even bother with all of the covering up and the chit chat after he gets found out. He'll simply tell you that he was sleeping with someone else. And I think this is true. If he cares nothing about you, he's not going to cover it up. He's not going to hide it. And then, you know, you just need to just move on. It says, because he hasn't become who he wants and needs to be or found who he truly wants. So either he's not the man that he needs to be in society and he's still trying to find himself. Or he truly hasn't found the person that he wants. And he that person just might not be you. And because this is being told to you or shown to you, you have to just move on at this point, not to hold on to something that's being forced. Uh, you just have to let it go because he's giving you all of the evidence that he's just not into you. He, he hasn't found the person. You're not his person or that maybe he's just not ready. He's not ready because he's still searching to find himself. The same can be true. Even with a man who is married with children, the man who is mature and has figured out who he is and is happy with what he does and how much he makes probably has his life in order up correctly. He's become the man he envisioned himself being and has put his priorities in order, God, family, education, business, and then everything else. But if family isn't second, it's about to be a problem. He's going to dedicate himself to whatever his priorities are in the order in which he's put them. Even if he's already said I do and held his babies in his arms and does everything a man's supposed to do to protect and provide for them. If he decides that it's more important to him to fulfill that hunting Jones, then that's going to be the priority for him. He's not going to sync up with your demands that he's faithful. He's not going to rub it in your face and he's going to do everything he can do to preserve what he has with you, but he's still going to have a little something on the side. Oh my goodness. This is so hard to take in because this is definitely, I feel like with a lot of men and this is how divorces I feel that are formed or built because this man never had his priorities in that order, 
even going into the marriage and with babies and families and everything with the wife, he, he just did not have those priorities in order. And, um, sometimes it's like, dang, you know, you find out after you marry this person that you're not on the list anywhere or you're at the bottom of the list and everything else is coming before that. Then he's still possibly in his player zone and he really isn't trying to be that full-fledged husband or a family man. And this is hard to take because you might have to walk away from uh, a marriage because of all of this. And I just... It's just so unfortunate, but these types of things do happen. They, they happen because we fall in love. We fall in love, um, with that person. And, um, sometimes we get to know them, but we don't truly know them. And it's like, we need to do a lot. We need to do more talking when starting a relationship. We absolutely have to, because so many things get lost uh, do you believe in putting God first? Do you believe in putting our relationship second? Do you believe in putting our family third? So, and if this stuff is not established, you don't know where that man's priorities are. You don't know what he has on what list and if he's ready for it. And you kind of set yourself up for something that you don't even really truly want or and you're being forced into this, which could lead to a separation or divorce. And it's so sad, but these are the things that we have to understand. We have to realize we have to get out in the open because we don't want any um, surprises down the line while in this relationship or in this marriage. We want it to go as according. And I mean, things do happen. Absolutely. But we, it's always a work in progress, right? But if you come into the relationship having these things established, they cannot get lost if you stay on top of them. Steve goes on to say, this is a story time from him. He goes on to say, I have a friend who's successful, has plenty of money, a beautiful family, the ideal life. And one evening while we were sitting around with a few of our friends shooting the breeze about how satisfied we are with our situations in life, my boy announced with a slick grin, I love my wife, man, but I got this cold thing on the side. We were surprised, but we accepted that from him because we all know that his that this man hasn't got his priorities right yet. Ooh, yeah. Um, that's something. Because, <laughs> I mean, it just, it speaks volumes. A man can have everything and they can have the prettiest wife. They can have the money. They can have a beautiful family. Things are going absolutely perfect. But this man still has the audacity to have a woman on the side. And it's not because he he's not satisfied at home. He just doesn't have his priorities together. And sometimes when men don't have their priorities together like that, 
they have to lose it before they realize and value what they have. Because listen, as I once was told, the grass is not greener on the other side. You're going to leave all this perfectness that you have here for what? For something unknown you have no idea about. You might be having some fun at the moment, but what does this mean for you in the for your future long term? Like, is this something that you are absolutely going to be satisfied with? And I think that this is this is the thing. This is the thing. Like, if men are not going to appreciate everything that they have, you have to let them know and they have to miss it. They have to have an ultimatum in order for them to snap out of it and figure this out. You have to be the ones, ladies, to give that to them. Because if you do not, they will never wake up to understand their wrongs. Absolutely not. And this, I feel like, has to um, be taken upon by the woman, we we have to enforce this because if we do not, they're just going to run amok. It goes on to say, but only he can put his house in order. And that's true. Only that man can put his house in order because it does not matter if his friends give him advice, things of that nature. It's still not going to set that person straight because their intentions are to continue to do whatever they're doing. No one can influence them to do otherwise. It says if his young if, if he's young, that might come with mental maturity. So this is true. So you might have a younger man who's not that mature and he's going to do what he's going to do. But you have to understand that, that that might not be what you want because he might not be fully mature. It says, if a man is a spiritual person and he's got a relationship with God, he'll mature much more quickly just because his beliefs will hold him to a much more, oh, moral code, a much more higher moral code. And this is definitely true because I feel like he he understands God first. So if you are following the ways of God and what he, what God is stating about a marriage or a relationship, you'll be held to much more higher standards and it'll be so much more harder for you to go left when thinking about cheating. It goes on to say, and that moral code will automatically make him put family second because this is what a relationship with God demands. And this is true. This is what that relationship with God demands. When a man finds that joy, the chances of his cheating gets really slim. This is true. I feel like if he found the one and he's really loving the relationship and loving this person, he it will it will cut down or it'll it'll stop altogether. And he'll or he should have made up his mind once he's decided to be with this person that. All cheating is off the 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 board. It's uh, are off the the record. We we no longer can cheat, and it, th- maybe rules have to be established if he doesn't know that. Because some men like to play silly, 
and act as if they don't understand like, oh, well, no one ever said that we couldn't cheat or we couldn't see other people on the side. You know, so sometimes you just really have to lay it out in plain English for some people. It goes on to say, unless what happens at home isn't happening like it used to. Oh boy, this is a whole, open up a whole nother can of soup here. (laughs) Man, this is opening up a whole nother gate because when things are not happening like they used to at home, people have the audacity to use this as an excuse to step out and cheat. When it really isn't, it starts with the conversation first. It needs to start with the conversation before you make it or take it upon yourself to just go out there and do something reckless. Like, no, absolutely not. Your man may be walking around telling himself that your relationship just doesn't have the spark anymore, that you don't turn him on like you used to that you don't come on to him like you did when the two of you first fell in love. You know how it goes. The two of you get comfortable with each other. Yeah, that can happen. um, But this gives no reason for that man to step out because you know what? And I'm going to turn the tables a little bit because a lot of men get very comfortable in a relationship and sometimes they get more comfortable than that woman. But do you see us turning the other cheek to go and cheat? I mean, men let themselves go too. And we're supposed to still look at you like, "Mm, you're the one, you're what I signed up for. You are the person that I, I, I remember when we were younger. No, sometimes it doesn't always work like that. So I feel like grace has to be given in both areas because if you don't stand that cold guy that I knew when I first met you and yeah, maybe that because, okay. Cause I've had kids maybe, um, you know, maybe not, but I've had kids. And if I had kids, what's your excuse? Because men are not popping out babies. The last that I really checked into, um, who gives birth. Uh, I, I don't remember men ever giving birth to, to kids. So, uh, my excuse is that I've had children, uh, what's yours. And if I didn't listen, it has to be a 50, 50 thing because, Men don't always stay snatched either, okay? Men don't always keep it tight. They loosen up. They get a little comfortable. So if I'm not looking to the left, you need to not be looking to the left unless you have kept it together. That may give me an incentive to keep it together as well. But if you ain't, don't come popping that stuff off at me. You're just using it as a scapegoat and I really don't want to hear it. So let's get back to the man's side. (laughs) It says, the next thing the man knows, the woman who used to wear and do little things to keep it hot and spicy, isn't interested in doing that little thing she did when the two of them first got together. And now after a long day of work and even more work, when she gets home, she's coming to bed in a headscarf and t-shirt and is close to hiring a firing squad to take you out for even 
looking at her with those bedroom eyes. And um, yeah, we can kind of get in those little situations where, you know, we come home, we get in our comfy clothes and we start doing the task and the things and, you know, it's not getting spicy. It's not being, it's not heated up in um, the household anymore because you have kids. And I think that's, that all comes down to you have to set a schedule, um, and arrange some things when you have smaller kids. Um, but if you don't have smaller kids, you need to motivate yourself to come home and, you know, continue to keep those things going. And not only for her, but I feel like for that man as well, you need to think about that because depending on the type of work you do, if you come home in a suit, that might not be that attractive to me. That might not be hot. That might not be sexy. If you're doing other work like construction or whatever, if you're blue, blue collar or whatever, you're, I can't see boots with dirt or something coming in the house looking hot. So I think that deserves a conversation. What What's back at the house has become routine. And this man is missing the spark that used to be there. You've changed he knows he's changed too, but we're not talking about him. <laughs> we're talking about you. Perhaps that comes to with a feeling that you don't appreciate him like you used to. The thanks you the thank yous come less frequently. There's a lot of arguing going on. True. This could happen. And if he can't get what he signed up for back at the house, he's more likely to go out and find it somewhere else. The man knows he can find it somewhere else. That's the truth that no woman wants to face. Imagine if every woman said, you're married. I can't do that with you. Men, do you know how many marriages and relationships would still exist? This is true. If, if, there were more women that just will back down and and say, no, I can't really have anything with you because you're married. A lot of marriages will still be existing. There will still be happy families, but there are always those women um, who have no morals and that will do it. And there's always those men who have that wandering eye that will go out and test the waters. Men can cheat because they there are so many women willing to give themselves to a man who doesn't belong to him. This is true. I always say this. It's, it's always that one. Oh, I tell you. Okay. A majority of the time, however, these women know they're sleeping with a married man. Yes. These are the women who have no standards and requirements and who suffer from serious self-esteem issues, making themselves willing to cheat and available to be cheated on. If those women took themselves out of the cheater circle, the incidence of cheating would be cut seriously down. And the way to get out of that cheater circle is to do exactly what I'm teaching you in this book. We appreciate that, Uncle Steve. Figure out your standards and requirements, explain them, explain them, and stick to them. This is true. So he's going to go over this a little later um, in the book. 
and then teach all of this to your daughters too. Oh my goodness, this is so true. We have to teach our daughters to have these standards for themselves and come forward to a relationship, not creating a list or anything, but just the things that I anticipate for you to do as my man. And, you know, when it comes to respecting me, opening doors for me, not cheating on me, being transparent with me, us being able to talk, keeping an open communication between the two of us. These are the things that has that will need to come up front uh, be brought to the forefront and discussed um, before even really getting in too deep because you don't want to waste any time. Again, that's the whole purpose of going through these things in this book, not to waste your time if you don't see that this person is interested in your values and what you, your expectations and what's going to build your relationship or start the relationship. And I do believe that let's teach our daughters. They need to know. It says if we don't, after all, break that cycle, the cheating will continue. And I'm all about breaking those generational curses, those cycles. We have to do that because what was taught to us before still may not, it's not still, but it may not be what we currently are going through in our current climate, that those standards may not stand. Uh, and we just can't hold um, hold as truth those old standards that were taught to us. We kind of got to create our own um, and what we feel is going to be naturally and feels right for us not to say forget everything because I feel like some of those old standards and um, rules, if you will, not rules, I don't want to say rules. It just sounds so like by the book, but some of those standards um, I feel like should not be lost. And we definitely should still consider a lot of those because those have um, a lot of moral behind them. And because we want to forget them might be because it's easier to forget them and not really hold ourselves accountable to being that um, that person that we're supposed to be, being that truthful person, being that person who's accountable. Um, and we just don't want to do it. So not to lose all of those values, but alter them here and there as we need to so we don't keep those generational curses going. He knows what you know. It's wrong to commit to someone and promise them to remain faithful and then go against that, especially if this was one of your mate's requirements. Men are not silly. They're not incompetent. Men are smart. They know they're very calculated. Again, I feel like they always like to say we're calculated too, but we can be in some ways. Um, but men are smart. They know that, that they've done something wrong. Truly. They just don't want to admit up to it. They just want to keep on running amok and being reckless out here. Women can go over it again and again in their minds, finding all kinds of deficiencies in themselves. I didn't do this right. I wasn't good enough. I didn't love him the way I should. 
she came in here and outperformed me. But the fact still remains that he didn't have any business cheating, period. So women need to release themselves from the blame of cheating men's actions. Just do that for yourself. Because holding on to that baggage can be paralyzing. It can cripple you and keep you from performing in your next encounter. You simply cannot drive forward if you're focused on what's happening in the rear view mirror. This is so true. You can't move on with your life um, and move forward in your life if you're focused on what has already happened. You can, however, limit the amount of times you're cheated on again. That's the goal. You do that by upping the ante on your requirements. You have a lot more power to limit the things that happen to you. You've got the power of persuasion, your power of intuition, your power of suggestion, standards to keep you protected. If you let a man know upfront that you'll tolerate a lot of things, but cheating is not one of them, then he's really clear on the fact that if he steps out of, of union, he stays out of union. If he breaks the promise and steps out anyway, you've got to prepare to let him go and walk away. Ladies, can I tell you, this is the hardest thing. I think that so many of us have a hard time doing, and that is standing our grounds when it comes to our standards. And if we say something, we have to stand strong with what it is that we're saying, because you've already, you've already given him the warning. You've given him the warning up front. He knows cheating is off the table. And if he does that, it's like you absolutely might have to be prepared to walk away. And this is the hardest thing when you truly love someone. And it's like, mm. okay, so it gets more deeper than this. It says you can't find out your man cheated, confront him about it, and then stay with him only to question his every move and nag him about what he's doing every chance you get. That is true because that is just going to keep you in an uncomfortable situation. You, you don't trust. And there it seems like this is only the option, but it goes a little bit further. Because that simply means you never really forgave him and you're creating a situation for him to cheat again. You've got to either let him go or find it in your heart to truly forgive him, the man, and work on the way to move forward with him. And this is true. So either you're going to have to walk away, you're going to have to find it within your heart of hearts to forgive him. Sometimes it takes a man losing something or nearly losing something to appreciate it. But if a man who cheated on you sees you walking out the door and you matter to him, please know that this man at this point, he's very vulnerable and open to learn. 
Should he win you back, he's going to straighten up and fly right because he's almost lost his girl, his family, if he has one at the time, which means he'll do most anything you tell him to get back into your good graces. He's going to work to earn your trust back, follow your requirements to get back on the team. That means he has to be home by a certain time, call when he's going to be late, send flowers every week, find a sitter so you all can have a date night on Thursdays, go to church with you on Sunday, even sit on a psychologist's couch and air out all your dirty laundry until you're satisfied he's he's a changed man then that's when he'll that's what he'll do and i believe that i feel like anybody would well not anybody it should be that way though if you if you have a man who's who really loves you and knows that he has hurt you and he's trying to get back into your good graces, he's going to do whatever it takes to win you back. He's going to do whatever it takes to make that family perfect again or um, get everything back the way that it used to be or better. He's going to do whatever it takes. And he realizes that he almost lost his whole beautiful life if he if he's really in love with you or if he really wants his family, he's going to wake up and acknowledge that. That's why it's going to mean so much to him to have a second opportunity to make things right with you if he's given that chance. So I feel like um, giving someone a chance to do right is not always bad. Um but they have to be willing to do the work. You have to see their progress and um, their progress has to be one that is beneficial for the relationship. And if not, then it's not worth it to keep that person in your life if they're not really willing to do the actual work to um, make that relationship better. Once there's a penalty and he's forced to say to himself, wow, everything ever I've ever loved was about to be lost. He may very well come through the fire a better man. Is that to say it's going to be a easy road to forgive him and not be suspicious? No. But he may eventually earn your trust back and be willing to work through it with you. He's not going to like being asked questions about where he's been. He's going to hate not being able to be intimate with you while you are working through your anger. And he's going to be really reluctant to carry his butt down to the psychologist's office with you. But in his hearts of hearts, he knows that a part of working his way back into your heart is to do these things.
He knows he's created this. He knows what he did and he understands the consequences and the repercussions way better than you think he does. And I agree with that. I feel like a man truly knows that he's put himself into that situation and that um, in order to win you back, he has to do what is required and whatever that is to get back into your good graces because it's not going to be an easy road. He created that monster. It's up to him to straighten out his household, put his home in order and get things back the way that they need to be. And yeah, things may be uncomfortable where he may be sending flowers every week to make it right. He may be taking you out on more dates. He's going to do whatever it takes to make it right. And if he's not willing to do whatever it takes to make it right, then maybe he doesn't belong in that place. And a lot of the times we have to come to the point where we have to understand he will not do whatever it takes to make things right. And he has to go and that he doesn't respect being a husband to you or he doesn't respect you and he's not willing to do the work, which means he probably doesn't truly love you like you feel he should or that he should. This is very interesting. It says you can't be a man of power and not step outside your house. I don't know one man of power who has not stepped outside his house. This is very interesting. Such a man may exist, but I have not met him. But I do know men of power who have learned to do right, go home and take care of their families. Each one of them eventually gets that. I certainly have. Now I carry my behind home. And so he's saying that this has happened to him and that he's had to deal with a situation like this and he's learned from this. So this is very interesting. So it, it seems that a man of power, because he has a lot of access to women and things like that, it, it becomes very, he becomes very vulnerable or, um, and he can fall into the trap of cheating, but, um, he has learned from that and, has never done it again. And um, because I guess he was faced with losing everything. And sometimes that happens. Um, so women, I think the moral of this story is that if your man truly loves you and he cheats, uh, it is definitely up to you to take him back um, or just to leave the relationship there where it stands. Um, it's up to you on how severe that cheating um, situation was, whether or not you want to be the one to do that, um, to work through it, but it's definitely going to take work. It's going to take you definitely forgiving him, truly forgiving him and trying to move past that. It's going to take your man being willing and open to do whatever it is that you need him to do to get past this. And if he's not willing to do that, then, you have to be strong enough to let the relationship go. And I think a lot of the times that's what it's so difficult to do is to let the relationship go because you built a life together. You have this perception in front of everyone else that 
you are a power couple or you're that couple. And um, it's hard to leave that behind a lot of the times. But if this is something you truly cannot get past and he's not willing to do the work, then you definitely might have to leave that relationship behind no matter how hard or how much it hurts, you will definitely have to do that because this is the only way that you are taking care of yourself and giving yourself uh, an opportunity to get past this pain. Sometimes it's not going to always be the easiest, but it might be your only option. So it all comes down to your man and the realization that he needs to restructure his priorities, putting God first and family second. With things structured in this way, there is hope for the relationship and the relationship getting stronger and um, lasting longer and becoming more healthier and cutting the cheating out. Okay, so we are moving along. We are moving along. Currently, now we're going into the playbook, How to Win the Game. And under this chapter, we're going to be discussing men, respect, standards, get some. So that's what we're going into currently right now. Um, And this should be very, very interesting um, because I know that men respect standards. Um, I think they like a woman with some type of substance, you know, um, who carries herself uh, with some certain type of class or something of that sort. Um, that won't let him run amok because think about it, mama's boys, um, or if they respect their mother, um, if they had a decent household, um, growing up, they had structure within that household. And, um, there were certain things that could be done and couldn't be done to make that household, um, run properly. And the same thing he understands is going to continue on into the relationship and, um, I think that it's just, he knows that it's a recipe for a good, solid relationship. So it says, she also made it clear that she expected to be treated like a lady at every turn. I'm talking about, oh, so I'm skipping to something here. So I wanted to give you the backstory. So Right now, Steve is talking about his wife, Marjorie. So basically, Marjorie and Steve started dating. And um, it was um, when they got back to Steve's home, uh, they um, had eaten dinner and things like that. Steve had gotten a call from a friend of his. He had girlfriends or whatever friends that were women. And um, they, one called his phone and, um, you know, basically while he was there with her and stated that, you know, well, you know, I'm busy right now. You know, I'll call you back. I'll, you know, we'll, we'll talk later. And so dinner was over. Um, about 3 a.m., Marjorie got up. She put on her fur coat and she was getting ready to go out of the door and say, you know, um, clearly we're not on the same page. And she had to, and she, um, and he said from that time on, he knew that that was a woman for him because she basically was putting down her foot and letting him know, I'm not going to tolerate 
this type of thing from you. Um, so either you can follow through with what I, my requirements are, or there's going to be really nothing. So let me go ahead and finish this. So it says she also made it clear that she expected to be treated like a lady at every turn. I'm talking about opening car doors for her, pulling out her seat when she's ready to sit to at the table, coming correct on anniversaries, Mother's Day and birthday gifts, keeping the foul talk to a minimum. These requirements are important to her because they govern how she will be treated. They are important to me too, because they lay out the virtual map of what all I need to do to make sure she gets what she needs and wants. And I think that's true. We have to lay out a map of what our requirements are to get what we want. If that man understands our requirements, he should fall in line if he likes or loves us um, to make sure that we have what we need and that we're happy. Man can't accomplish this mission for you without your help. We can't possibly begin to fathom what it is you women need and want because your needs and wants change from woman to woman like the wind does from city to city. But beware of telling a man everything you like when you first meet him. It really makes us quite happy when you lay out your requirements for us and we need you to do it up front so we can decide if we're up to the challenge or not. Not two weeks into the relationship, not two months after we've had sex, not two years after you said I do in front of the preacher and our respective family and friends. I, I agree with that. Um, but see, this is the thing. I think that now that um, if, if you've never been the type of woman who've ever heard someone say to you, like, you have to have requirements, you, you should have these requirements for yourself. Um, you should be laying them out for your relationship. Now you actually kind of will know. So when you're going into a relationship, um, if you're not used to this type of situation that you can lay out these requirements for yourself, even if you haven't heard someone say to you, you should have requirements and you should be laying them out for your relationship. You can start if this is something that you've never, ever done. You can start this as of now. Um, but to be fair, some women um, who have been in a relationship for a while or who are married may not have gone into the relationship really with hardcore requirements, but I feel like it's never too late to say what you want from your marriage or your husband, um, even in the marriage, because we as people, we change every day. We change every year we change every month so it's never too late to put down requirements because you never stay the same person so think your situation will never stay the same so i don't feel that this is hardcore solid i feel that you can still put your requirements out there you've got to finesse the situation 
Tell a man what you require without making it feel like you're checking off of a list of demands. It really is all in delivery. If you tell your requirements in the midst of a conversation and they sound attainable and you shape your standards into soft language, it'll be easier for him to understand and more important, act on them. I think delivery is definitely um, a thing because if you're viciously coming at somebody, giving your requirements or demands, um, it's going to come off as you're attacking them and that's not going to be palatable. You're going to really be turned off by it. But if you come across as a soft woman and men love when women are soft, (laughs) um, we kind of get them sucked into what it is that we're saying. And they listen more when we're soft and we're sweet and we're gentle. Um, And if that man's not listening, if you're trying to be soft and sweet, then he's out. He's out of there. So I think it is all about delivery. But if he's a man who shares your beliefs, he's going to keep talking to you and listening for more of your standards. Okay, so Steve goes forward and he gives a few examples and lays out for us um, to wrap our, he says to wrap our requirements up in a pretty little bow on our delivery um, on how to give it to men when um, we're trying to um, give him our requirements. And I'm not going to read all of them. I'm just going to read one. And um, you can kind of get, get the gist of what he's saying. Okay, so here's one. It says, instead of saying you can't stand it when a man shows up late, say this. Say something like, everybody is so busy these days. Time sure is precious, isn't it? I go out of my way to make sure that if I say I'm going to do something or be somewhere at 7 p.m., I'm going to be there at 7 p.m., if not earlier, so that we can do what we need to do in a timely manner. And if I'm going to be late It only takes a phone call to be courteous. Translation, it says, you've just told him that you require the man in your life to show up when he says he's going to show up and have enough manners and class to call if he's going to be late. Now he knows to leave a few minutes early so he's so he gets to you on time and makes sure his cell phone is charged in case he needs to give you a heads up. And I agree with that. Um, I think that it goes on to give a a, a bunch of different other um, examples, but we don't need to hear all of them. We know that if we translate what we need in a softer way and one that's more... Um, palatable and um, not coming across so harsh, I think that the delivery will be accepted by the man. 
It goes on to say, I firmly believe women need to step back every once in a while and let a man show you what he's made of. You know, prove that he's worth worthy of your time. I believe this. One of the biggest mistakes women make early in the relationship is laying out in full detail all of the things you love a man to do for you without giving him a chance to show you what he's willing to do for you. And this is true because I feel like we lay out everything and then it's like, okay, I got it all out. It's done. It goes on to say, how exactly do you find out how creative, exciting, or giving a man is if you give him the blueprint for how to treat you and coats a smile on your face? without requiring him to figure out some of this on his own. This is true. Give him time. You, It says, you tell him you like red roses at work, dinner that spe- at that special restaurant across town, and Chanel bags for your birthday. But then it gives it about 45 days or so and he's going to stop doing what he told what you told him you like because he'll have figured out or figured that he did what he needed to do to get you what you wanted and you will think that because he stopped he changed he did everything you like because you told him what you like instead of telling him what you like, tell him what you didn't like, and then see how he responds. This is very interesting. I I think we ladies should try that. Instead of telling a man everything that we like, how about telling him everything that we don't like, and then seeing how he responds to that? That's a challenge. Let's do that. Telling him everything that we don't like instead of everything that we like, just to see where he goes with this scenario. It says, sit back and watch him. See if he opens up car doors for you or pulls out your chair when you sit at a table or turn off his phone when he's with you so that he can dedicate all of his attention to you at the time that you're together. If he doesn't show you that he's willing to figure out how to put a smile on your face, then you'll be in the position to decide if he's capable of giving you what you need and at least some of what you want. Interesting. This will be something to try out. I'm very interested how to see how a man or men would react when we put these things um, to work. So if you're willing to try this, I say go for it. I would love to hear about these things. This seems like um, a, a task, a challenge, um, that I'm down for. I think I might even do it and then report back to you guys just to see how this little experiment might work. Hmm. Of course, to lay out your requirements for a man and convey the importance of following those requirements, you must first figure out what exactly your requirements are. 
So it goes on to list a few um, questions that we can structure and formulate to have to the ready when it comes to laying out our requirements. So I'm going to give you some of these requirements that are listed here and you can take it upon yourself to use them, not to use them. It's up to you. So number one, it states, what specific kind of man are you looking for? For an example, funny, hardworking, that sort. Number two, how do you expect to be pursued? Do you want regular phone calls, text messages, date at least three times a week? Do you want him to always pick up the tab? Number three, what level of commitment do you expect? Do you want an open relationship or to date exclusively? Should it be up, excuse me, should it be up for discussion? Number four, what kind of physical security do you expect from a man or expect for a man to have? Do you want him to be rich? Do you want him to make more money than you? Are you okay with a blue collar worker? Number five, do you want a man who wants kids and is a family oriented person? Number six, does he have to be a religious slash spiritual person? Number seven, do you mind if he's a divorcee or has kids? This was one of the requirements that I wouldn't settle when I was dating. Um, of course, I didn't have any kids. So my requirement was that I didn't want somebody who had kids. That was just my preference. My, that's something I, not preference, but that's something I preferred. So that was just one of my requirements. Okay. So number eight, can you help a man build his dreams? Can you adapt to his plans? Number nine, what do you expect of his family? Should you get along with his mother do you care if he doesn't get along with his mother or if his father was never around? Number 10, what should he be willing to do to woo you? Should he pursue you, give you expensive gifts? What are your requirements? <sighs> Yeah, that's a lot um, that we just went over and that's where we're going to pause. So we still have a little bit to get through. Now, I think all these questions are great. I think this is something to put in your toolbox um, so that you can have when you decide that you are wanting to jot down your requirements and figure out what it is that you're going to need to fulfill your needs in a relationship. Okay, so we got through quite a bit on this podcast episode. Currently, right now, we're in the chapter of the playbook of how to win. Um, we got through the um, the topic under the playbook. Um, men respect standards, get some. We just got through that, so that's great. But we still have some, some more um, topics to get through, like um, the five questions every woman should ask, the 90-day rule. I'm really interested on that to hear about that. He's, he's meeting the kids after you decide 
So I want to hear that. Um, Strong, independent, and lonely. I want to hear that. How to get a ring. Yes. And then we go into the next chapter, which is from his woman to his wife winning. And I'm truly interested to hear about that. So under that, it has the topics of managing the X-Files, making the first 90 days count, your career, um, when the cookie crumbles, um, it is time to put a ring on it um, and avoid a family feud and quick answers to the questions. So I'm going to try to finish all of this on the next podcast episode. It might be kind of lengthy, but bear with me because I want to try to get it through. Um, I want to try to get through everything on the next podcast and not really wait uh, on another podcast episode, because this is going to be a four part, um, to this, um, act like lady, think like a man, um, book, uh, review and our pointers, giving you pointers and tips on how to, and what, or not how to, but what to look for when you can, detect if a man is interested in you or not and not to waste your time. So that's what this book is dedicated to. And I feel like as empowering um, as I want to be to women and for women to empower themselves and um, to kind of get better when it comes to dating men and not really lower our standards and have expectations and requirements for ourselves, um, this will be helpful to us. So thank you again for joining me on the podcast episode. Please tell a friend, subscribe, rate, uh, follow me on um, Instagram, Smooches Podcast. Email me, smoochespodcast at gmail.com. If you have any comments or questions or any suggestions on topics, um, please visit my e-commerce site, www.talitiaco.com for your vegan body care and your soy candles. And thank you so much for always tuning in. Be sweet, stay safe. I love you guys. Thank you, Smooches family. Until the next time, smooches. Thank <laughs> you.